Uh, this is your week's uh, edition of Tim Hortons Presents News You Can Use. Uh, this is James, and with me is Tanera. Hello. And Drew. What do you add? How's it going? Pretty good. I mean, other yeah. than the impending blizzard, but otherwise, pretty good. Nice. Yeah. And Tanera, how are you? Good. Can't complain. Yeah. Could complain. Always complain. I think we can all <laughs> complain, especially after witnessing what we witnessed today on online. Um, one list produced by the website we all know and love, BuzzFeed. Did someone want to explain their how they're feeling after encountering this list? Uh, BuzzFeed has decided to traumatize everyone who's read this list by collecting a compendium of the 50 worst things on the internet in 2018. And mm-hmm. uh, it starts with a Tide Pod flashlight, and it only gets much worse and more horrifying from there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel like they kind of like they kind of dupe you because like you know the the Tide Pod flashlight is like I don't know it's like it's funny it's weird it seems very 2018 um, and I just expected the whole list would kind of be like that but yeah. the more the more you dig oh man it gets... I I actually hadn't seen this list until literally right this second <laughs> nice uh... so 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 we get some some live uh, reactions <laughs> this this is some shit. Yeah, uh, I would I'd recommend anyone who really wants to, I mean, you should really go through the list and, uh, you know, kind of spend an evening um, digesting it because there's, there's a lot on there. But to speak of Canadian content, number 12 on the list is a Facebook marketplace uh, listing. Um, it's a gently squirted on couch uh, <laughs> available from Edmonton City Centre Airport, and you can get it for the low price of $45. And... As promised, the photo is uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of... <laughs> man. Oh no! I just saw it. <laughs> wow. Gently squirted on. Yeah. It's uh, like there's nothing in the photo that really tells you for sure that it was gentle. You kind of have to take the poster's word for it. But it's. Um... It's a voluminous amount of yeah. I mean, it was, although I wouldn't, it still could have been gently squirted. <laughs> yes, I yeah. The, the, gently probably doesn't refer to the volume in this case. I'm going to assume yeah. it refers to the method of procurement because <laughs> this couch is gnarly. Um, I I do one thing I really appreciate about the list is that they put some of the. Uh, the really most uh, nauseating uh, content behind a, a graphic uh, image warning, which you have to click to unveil. Um, one such item is number 15, which is yep. a, a woman doing a shot of fireball whiskey out of a man's foreskin. I don't know if we... I mean, I've kind of told everyone who I've sent this to not to look at this one, but Drew, can you scroll down to number 32, please? Number 32. All right, let's let's see what we got here. There's wow, there's a lot of stuff I'm skimming over here. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to rewind after this and really. All right, digest. cool. Uh, number thirty-two. Let's. Do you just want to read the title for the people see. and then? Uh, what a four chaner did to their mouse pad of the character Mercy from Overwatch. <laughs> oh, sorry, one one second. Sure. <laughs> Oh, it's in my coat. It's in my coat pocket. Just like the worst possible time to look at what someone's doing on a computer. Right. (laughs) And we will include this horrifying list in the show notes so that you can follow along and collectively be traumatized with us. Yeah. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. God damn it, James! <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away uh, for people who haven't had the pleasure of uh, seeing it for the first time. Uh, but needless to say, that particular picture has left me rattled for the rest of the afternoon. I, I haven't been able to focus. Yeah, um, well, I yeah, I'm a little bit traumatized. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, this is it's a lot. Yeah. Um, Tanera, did you want to point out any faves? or? Yeah, I was just, as I was scrolling over to number 32, um, 
the photo we all know and love and will remember on our deathbeds. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember that there is another piece of CanCon, actually. Number 29 is uh, Grimes's tweets about hentai. Oh, yeah, yeah. She Good. talks about how much she loves hentai, and she has a fake Twitter and Insta just to look at nice illustrations, beautiful naked blue hair girls. I think she meant mm -hmm. to say of, but just mm -hmm. beautiful naked blue hair girls. And I remembered her tweeting about hentai. What I did not remember is that someone asked her to show them an example of, like, the hentai she's into, and she shares one, and someone says, this is child <laughs> porn. <laughs> So yeah. Grimes is that, uh, Grimes is a techno fascist and dating Elon Musk, and she's into animated child porn, seemingly yeah. without realizing that's what it is. Because I have to assume she wouldn't have shared it if she knew that's what it was. Right. Yeah. Kind of a rude awakening. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's another really good one. Number twenty four. Uh, I mean, it's very uh, sad, but uh, it's an announcement that there is a uh, a furry in California who's who's missing. He'd he'd been missing for about three weeks or something, and then uh, someone posted. I, actually, I can't. Uh, I don't want to read it. Um, um, haven't seen him. Don't, don't read and the then, whole in parentheses, thing. We don't need to. We don't need to <laughs> rehash this whole nightmare. <laughs> Okay, oh, fair. I love weird anime roleplay accounts on the internet. Oh, they really yeah. just, you know, make everything so much better. Yeah, no, this is the place to come. And uh, the list rounds out very nicely. Uh, the worst, One of the worst things on the internet with the uh, the full Tumblr post in which they announced that they're uh, not going to allow any more sexual content. They're putting a stop to it. It's... Uh, yeah, it's genuinely a really great internet tragedy. I haven't really, I think, come to full terms with the fact that Tumblr has, what, like, five days before all the yeah. porn disappears? All the yeah. fucking, like, all the queer sub-communities, basically. So it's yeah. a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the the thing that's been on my mind most about that is uh, what's going to happen to the pictures of uh, of muscular, handsome Jar Jar Binks, um, <laughs> which... I sent to the group thread the other day, and Tanera did not like it one bit. No. I mean, generally speaking, unlike Grimes, I'm not really into sensual animated images. So, and then I'm That's also, fair. like all right-thinking adults, I don't like Jar Jar Binks very much. <laughs> so it's really just a one-two punch of things that I do not want to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, well, for one, Jar Jar Binks is not, uh, a, he's not a cartoon, he's not yeah, uh, I know, an animation, but the, the he's, image was, he's a real Gungan. The image was yeah. an illustration, That's fair. obviously, so. Yeah, I'll try to respect your uh, desires for no sexy Jar Jar in the thread, which will be aided by Tumblr shutdown of sexy content. On that note, Drew, uh, <laughs> did you... <laughs> Did you want to give us an update on what's happening in uh, Newfoundland? I feel like it's a while since uh, the people oh, have received a yes, report. Yes. Um, I mean, there are always so many things on the go right now. I guess Absolutely. The, the, specifically the biggest news is still the Muskrat Falls inquiry. We're almost to the end of phase one. This is actually the penultimate week of testimony before this phase of the inquiry wraps up. So this week it's uh, Ed Martin, former CEO of Nalcor slash possible evil genius behind everything that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and next week is Kathy Dunderdale, um, premier well, at the time. And yeah, so we've just it's been sort of like just like building in intensity to this the last couple weeks. So um, we've been getting all the juicy stuff lately, which a couple weeks ago was like the VP of Nalcor basically saying that like they <laughs> sort of admitted to deliberately lowballing the cost of the project in order nice. to help Emera get it past their public utilities board in Nova Scotia so they would get sanctioning. Um, I mean, who among <clears throat> us is not? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an expert in any of this. Sort of seems like that might constitute interprovincial fraud of some kind. <laughs> um, and yet, but... didn't, um, didn't Ed Martin 
say this week that he still thinks it's going to cost like six billion dollars? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Ed Martin's argument is basically that like the costs were fine. Um, it's still, you know, like it's still all the math is good. Everything works out. It's still I still believe in the original cost deficits. I guess his argument is that like whatever got fucked up has nothing to do with him. Um, yeah, it's been really good. And he's on the stand this week. It's a really great experience. He's been a huge asshole the entire time. Like, he clearly views the entire, like, exercise of this inquiry as being deeply beneath him. Uh, it's it's good. He's like, I didn't take any notes. I didn't get any approval. I just, you know, it's like all this, like, it's, it's like, it's this real sort of, like... <laughs> Like mobster state sort of, you know, like we didn't get any. We, who do we throw any fucking receipts? We didn't need any fucking receipts. Like, buddy told me it's fine, you know. And yeah, and then today finally the commissioner actually like lost his shit at him and told him to like cut the attitude and. Holy you know, shit! Yeah, no, it's like it's it's really intense. You have like a literal fucking Canadian judge, presumably one of the most even keeled and you know least excitable people on the planet, suddenly just like loses shit and slam the table and be like, now Mr. Martin, we've all had enough of this. I'm sick of your attitude. We're gonna take a five minute break because I gotta cool down. <laughs> so was, so what what is actually like like what's the result of this inquiry? Like what could happen if if it is if it turns out to be like really damning or something? Yeah, so, uh, wrong word, but so yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that's sort of like that's a recurring question, right? Because on the one hand, it's I, I think I think the value in it is precisely that like it is showing that like the process to sanctioning Mustard Falls is always sort of as fucked up as people said it was like it was mm -hmm. clearly like it was this was all done in a back room sort of under the table like no you know like none of the top jobs there were no competitions it was just like ed picked people that he knew and liked mm -hmm. uh like none of which had a background in hydro um <laughs> and yeah so it was all like you know it's 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 and then it's sort of like then you had like jerome kennedy the natural resources minister at the time on the stand, who at the time in 2011, 2012 was like, this is the greatest project that will ever happen. You're a fucking idiot if you don't think it's the best. And, right. you know, so like this whole, you know, like we have all the numbers, world-class experts, blah, 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 blah. And then anyway, on the stand, like last week, he was like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't really remember taking that close of a look. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> they told us it could be good. We, we just assumed, you know, and it's like, maybe we should have, maybe we should have taken a closer look. Maybe we should have seen what was up. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, it's too bad the natural resources minister couldn't have done more, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh my god. So anyway, like, Ed Martin's this week, Kathy Bennett's next, or Kathy Dunderdale's next week. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. And then I guess, like, we're done with this part of it, and then we get to see, like, the post-sanction, like, how much did SNN, SNC-Lavalin fuck this oh, up? Oh, man, I didn't know that um, they were involved. I mean, of course Oh, yeah, involved. man, they're, like, <laughs> number one contractor, and everybody at the time was like, this seems like a bad idea, because isn't this sort of <laughs> sketchy? And the government of the day, of course, be like, no, obviously, if it was a bad idea, we never would have proposed it. Go fuck it. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, now we're at this inquiry. Um, as to, like, what's going to come of it, I mean... I guess, like, my idealistic take is that, like, we'll now be shown just how broken the system is, so maybe, like, this will give us good indications on, like, where to start fixing it. Right. Like, you know, like, have a paper trail, like, leave, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, leave fucking receipts, like, actually print, have... Print out a receipt when you buy a damn, like, kind of practice, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, actually, like, like, run it professionally and not, like, Danny Williams thuggish friends decided they all wanted to make a lot of money building a dam yeah um which sort of seems to be the direction that it's heading in um whether or not like it's not an actual i mean this isn't a criminal court so like unless right. there's you know like unless some actual evidence of wrongdoing comes out we we probably won't see any charges although it kind of seems like maybe there is i i don't know <laughs> a lot of this seems really sketchy um yeah, maybe. it sounds like it. <laughs> maybe a, yeah. a really cool twist on on this is that Manitoba Hydro, uh, which is obviously my province's mm -hmm. utility, which loves dams, they have a consultancy division called Manitoba Hydro International. They yeah. they, pro they produced a study for uh, for Nelcor, which was <laughs> used to basically justify it in 2012. Yeah, they totally did, and that was one yeah. of the big things that the inquiry. This thing is like sort of you know like all the independent reports, which sort of like it's been coming back that like these independent reports were not quite as far-reaching in review and scope as they could have been, Seriously, which yeah. seems to have. Seems to have been sort of like part of the mandate coming out of the head office from Nalcor. Um, yeah. Basically, you know, like I think they've basically been like they've they've brought it up and and asked that like why didn't 
you guys do the additional risk. Like, why didn't you do the additional risk? Or like, why wouldn't the reports right. come back? You mentioned that, you know, like there are additional, and you're just like, listen, you know, like eventually you do, you just got to build the dam. You can't, you know, get bogged down and you can't get, par- <laughs> like you can't get bogged down in paralysis by analysis. <laughs> nice. It's like, yes, it's true. Should just spend first and ask questions later. I agree. Cause you gotta, yeah. you know, cause we got to lobe all this thing for like fabricated timelines. So Emera can get the, like, it's, it's such a fucking like, cause the whole thing is like in 2012, it's like, we, we need, we, we couldn't let the PUB look at the project because we need to have it say like everything needed to be done. Like right. there were hard timelines, things needed to be done. We need to like get a move on, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, it turns out over the course of this inquiry that the government has basically been like, well, yeah, uh, those timelines <laughs> were not actually that, you know, intensive. They were not actually that strict. Like, I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? It could like bankrupt the province, and the it would just sink into the sea. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, it's you know, <laughs> it's 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 gonna be fine. Power rates are gonna double. Nobody knows how they're gonna pay for it, but that's okay. That's totally cool. Who cares? It's the it's the the cost that we all have to pay to flood uh, Inuit land. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 really good. It's really it's good, and it's not frustrating at all. But yeah. if, if you get the chance, it's well worth looking up like the one and a half minute clip that CBC posted of the judge just losing his shit on Ed Martin. It's like really, it'll never, you know, give us back the $12 billion in several years <laughs> we've lost, but it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for that update. Uh, anything else that you want to say is going on in Newfoundland or? Oh man, there's just, there's so much. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start. Except to say that I'll be finally having a home to cover a lot of these stories in January because I'm going to be the new editor of The Independent. Hell yes. Yes, yes. which is Justin Brake's old job. And you'll recall that he is currently uh, in court basically fighting for the right to cover the news. Um, So, yeah, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm... blown away that they even considered me for taking over this position because the integrity bar is quite high, but I'm hoping that, you know, we'll be able to live up to it by being the digital outlet that goes where everyone else fears to tread. Yeah. Um, for people who aren't from Newfoundland ever, like, wh- like what, what is the independent and, like, why does it kind of matter in the media landscape? Well, basically, like, the independent is the only sort of, like, it's the only... Um, the term alternative media, I guess, has gotten some wear and tear over the past couple of years, but it is mm-hmm. basically like it's the non-mainstream media outlet. It's crowdfunded. It doesn't do any advertising. It only takes donations. Like So we we answer only to the readers and possibly God, I guess. Nice. Um, but, yeah, he, he doesn't send as much money, so he's second. <laughs> yeah. um, God is a terrible Patreon supporter. It's true. That guy never gives money to anything, but he's always the first to ask. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I'm excited with, with what we can do so far. It's important, I think, just because, like, uh, I, rural Canada as a whole is suffering from, like... A, a news desert i think generally Definitely. um it's it's more pronounced here just because it's like it's exceptionally small and everything is like exceptionally concentrated in st john's and like un- really like drastically under-resourced here as well mm-hmm. um like you know like the telegram was bought out by the chronicle herald now salt salt wire or oh, whatever like right. Yeah, so, like, I imagine that, like, the long run of that entire project is to just, like, shrink everything down until it can be run out of Halifax and a skeleton crew. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it, yeah, so there, there's definitely, like, there's a need for more sort of, like, I mean, independent, like, critical media. Like, um, another good example is is the, the, the media outlets here are very, in some ways, very close to the oil industry. Um, mm-hmm. This is sort of a problem. Honestly, I think this is a bigger problem at the CBC than the other two. Oh, yeah. Um, what the fuck happened the other day? You right. Yeah. So, that, yeah. yeah. So, like, CBC ran the story about how, like, you know, like, um, industry says it could take up to 30 days to cap an oil spill offshore or something, right? But um, basically because... Seems bad. Yeah, which, you know, seems bad. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's basically because the offshore... Basically, the technology to do this are, like, these giant 
plugs that they yeah. only keep in like four parts of the world, right? So if something yeah. happens, they've got to ship it in. Um, so CBC ran a story that's basically like, you know, it seems like a legitimate news story about how industry can or cannot handle oil spills. But then if you actually look at it more closely, uh, it's like it it's like an advertorial for like a Halliburton engineering firm that made like a modular <laughs> cap that you can sort of like disassemble and then like it's faster. And it's like oh, they and like God. they no like all the art, all the images used in the article were like provided by this engineering firm and the whole thing is like basically like a plug for like hey we can solve your oil problems we've got a modular cap like it's, that is it's, fucking bleak it's really good it's 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 super i loved it i loved it so much so so instead of uh basically taking sponsored content from Halliburton uh the independent under your watch is going to take sponsored content from Mary Browns right it, Oh yes absolutely yeah. I mean like we've got a pretty stick independent no advertising thing but I would sell my soul <laughs> for like a couple big Mary banner ads let's be real I'm only human um, <laughs> But hopefully it won't come to that I'm hoping uh, yeah, I'm hoping we'll be able to sort of like crowdfund or, you know, get enough subscribers slash donations to actually make a viable, um, alternative digital media outlet in the province. Cause I think like there's so much appetite and a need for actual news and digital Definitely. is such a good way to plug it because, yeah. the, you know, like I don't have to print a newspaper. I just, it's like, there's no, the costs in that sense are very low. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think there's, there's a ton of potential and I'm very, very excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, and where can people check it out? Like, it's on Twitter. Oh yeah, it's on the. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be on Twitter. Um, and but currently, it's like the website is theindependent.ca. Cool. So yeah, it's. Everyone uh, make that their homepage. Yes, definitely. Um, Michelle, I guess Michelle is on her. Michelle Porter is the editor this year. She's I guess cluing stuff up, and uh, I guess mm-hmm. I'll take over formally sometime in January. That's and, incredible. Yeah. yeah, start fucking some shit up. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Like huge congrats. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- thank you. It's like I'm still stuff. like I I still can't believe it cuz this is like a real job with real responsibility and an actual yeah. social mandate and <laughs> yeah. you know, like the like literally the integrity bearer for this paper is like Justin Briggs probably going to go to jail for doing right. the, the job. So I'm like yeah. that's the that's now that's the standard that the rest of us have to follow. So it's like okay. I mean, I think I I think I joked when you first mentioned that that you you got it or whatever that it's like this just like seems such like destiny cuz like you you look at like <laughs> like Marx or Lenin or any of these like legends they all um just were like in permanent exile from various countries cuz they would like hang out for a while, print some newspaper, well, yeah, piss off the authorities, oh, and then yeah. they would just have to, like, dart off to, like, France or the UK or yeah, some so, shit. Yeah, so. so, like, I'm hoping, like, best-case scenario, this goes really well and I can stay here and do this full-time. Worst-case <laughs> yeah. scenario, I just have to, like, move to fucking Halifax and run yeah. it from there, like... <laughs> Or just uh, like uh, apply for French citizenship and then move to that weird. Oh yes, that's true. I'll move to Saint. Apparently, their MP or their representative in the French, whatever the fuck it is, Congress. (laughs) I don't even know. But apparently, their their rep is uh, like from the the Mélenchon party. Oh shit! Yeah, they went for Mélenchon in the last election, which is fucking deadly. So I I hope they had uh, uh, fuel uh, tax riots there as well. Yeah, you know what? See, maybe this is (laughs) see the independent can do more of this. Like, I have no idea what's happening in Saint Pierre, so maybe maybe you can get a person to be like, "What's up?" Some French content. I'm sure that would be. I'm sure that would make us eligible for some of those sweet press freedom killing tax subsidies. (laughs) That would be deadly. Yeah, the ones that Jesse Brown has stayed up until 3 a.m. every night since it was announced, complaining about on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's. Love I it. mean, it's it's really it's um, it's nice for all these people that make real amounts of money in Toronto doing this shit to say that it's bad to give other publications money. That's cool. I'm sure that's really nice for them. Yeah, uh, and then also for like nonprofit news outlets to actually be able to issue, I think, charitable tax receipts or something like that. Yeah, because like, like, I know I know that publications I write for, um, when they saw responses from people like Jesse Brown and Andrew Coyne, were actually like, "No, this is this makes us way more viable as yeah, a publication." Yeah, no, like that's yeah, like it's it's honestly, I I know it's not very popular in cynical fucking Canadian politics circles, but I actually don't think it's that bad of a policy. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I think it's the best. I like. 
realistically, I think obviously it's got its flaws, and I like post media should see none of this fucking money. But of course, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, the idea, I think, like, like the fact that it's all done through like tax credits for donors and receipts that way, like, this is the most hands off the government yeah. could do it, right? Which yeah, is definitely, yeah, it's not ideal, but it'll keep the wolf from the door for the time being. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, Andrew Coyne can get fucked. I don't give a shit that he's afraid about this whole end of press freedoms. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Post media's <laughs> already ended press freedom in this country by shutting all the fucking newspapers and published like yeah. the same three people with the same one opinion constantly so like what the fuck ever yeah absolutely um yeah i think we like we talked about it before but like it's just like it's so funny to watch canadian journalists like a having apparently no class consciousness like <laughs> oh every time God. there's like anything remotely like related to a union they just freak out it's and crazy then, and then also just this, this like the specter of like public funding and you saw that with jesse brown because it's like why do you not ask these same questions of private companies who you rely on like heavily for your funding? Yeah. Um, including like Lyft and Squarespace, and he he's got sponsorships from Audible, which of course is uh-huh. owned by Amazon. And it's yeah. like, come on, man! Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, I mean, that's like that's like in press independence in this country only relates to government funding and like yeah, literally no other source of funding or orientation. So, yeah. you know, the CBC if it, if is the... if it's owned by a US like based hedge fund who's yeah. like looking to just like turn it into junk assets and bankrupt <laughs> it then, you know, who cares? Yeah. Well, that's, that's just that's, the way the market you know, works, baby. Well, that's that's just private media. That's just freedom. Yeah. That's fucking freedom, man, if you don't like it. Yeah, the way that capitalism yeah. works doesn't have anything to do with journalism. It's yeah, only that's the no, way the government know. works that is a threat. Yeah. If yeah. you don't like it, just start your own uh, crowdfunded outlet with uh, money that you made founding uh, Bitmoji. Yes. All of our Bitmoji. Yeah. Uh, all of our Bitmoji trust funds. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of strikes uh, and unions, which all journalists, aside from the three of us, hate, <laughs> um, there's obviously been uh, a lot also, of. Also, Terry Glavin, to be fair, is pro union. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, remember that that the the scab video thing came out, and Terry Glavin oh, was like the only right. national writer who was like actually fucks cabs. Yeah, like this by fucking the way. Rules. Yeah. yeah. Okay, man. that's good. Old um, Trotskyists he... never die; they just turn yeah. into neoconservatives. Yeah, he um, he especially likes the the unions that are building the LAVs to blow up people in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, well Yemen. yeah, there's there's a nice dovetailing there, right? Like yeah, unions definitely. are good when they build weapons for yeah. war. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the postie strike, uh, which, uh, was legislated back to work by, uh, liberal, um, legend Justin Trudeau. Uh, Tanera, did you want to give a rundown on kind of what's happened since? Cause like you went to one of the pickets, um, at one of the depots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the cup W strike, um, was legislated back to work, uh, in late November Mm-hmm. And so since the posties can't legally be on strike anymore, um, there have been solidarity pickets happening outside of a number of uh, Canada Post depots that are still ongoing, actually. So it's been yeah. going on for quite a while. Um, and I think it was the first weekend after the back-to-work legislation. On the 1st of December, I went out to the depot in Mississauga, which I think is sort of described as like the heart of Canada Post. It's the biggest one Mm -hmm. in the country. And I went out there to the picket and it was cool. I don't know. It was, I don't really have a lot of experience being on picket lines. So that was kind of cool. We stayed out there for a few hours. We waited until, um, the injunction was served and then we left and right. Uh, it was interesting to see how many police there were, although it was also like across the street from the police station. So Mm. that makes sense. But also there was like this weird guy who was dressed like kind of business casual and he was just kind of walking around filming on his phone. And so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So at one point I was Mm. like, who is that guy? And whoever I was talking to was like, well, Canada post has their own, security like their own oh jesus in-house security 
force, I guess. Jeez. And so that probably is what that guy was doing. So that was cool. That was like a cool thing to see happen. Like Yeah. Like private surveillance of uh like peaceful picketers who are trying to protect constitutional rights. Yeah, like this in house Pinkerton just hanging out yeah. filming all of us. Wasn't there some guy who, in a suit who was filming uh, you at the monk debates, too, <laughs> with, with the protests outside there? Didn't you say something oh, about yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Well, he wasn't filming me specifically, but he oh, was okay. like, yeah, he was an attendee, but he was on the protesters' side of the, the right, barricade, right. and he was filming all of us. Right. Okay. Um, no, it's been like, I don't know, it's like pretty exciting to watch. Like, obviously, it's, um, it's scary because like in, in Halifax, uh, there were six people who mm-hmm. were, were arrested and then had to spend the night in jail and are now facing charges and such. But um, Mike Palachek, who's the, the president of uh, Cup W, and I'm pretty sure is a communist. Like, I've seen a picture of him wearing a Chase shirt, and I don't think it's doctored. <laughs> um, he, had, he had this great quote where he's like, there are 50,000 union members that have been pr- prohibited from picketing at post offices in this country and three million who haven't um we're not the only ones willing to defend the right of free collective bargaining which is just like such a good call to make um yeah. you know like like yeah like we we can't uh pick it anymore but you know everyone else sure as hell can so mm. um has there been anything in st john's through or um not a huge amount i mean it's mostly just been like the rotating strikes i don't think right, there's right. been a huge protest i mean mo- like the the main distribution center is in halifax anyway so oh, okay right right there's not really anywhere I think many people here could protest. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, also, if we're going to be real, yeah, I think the, the the class consciousness in this province with regards to striking postal workers at Christmas time is probably not where it <laughs> should be, realistically. Right, fair enough. Um, um, one one kind of interesting thing, uh, the the podcast it's going down interviewed a couple of IWW members from Halifax and something that they mentioned, which I, which I hadn't really thought about before was, um, the reason that like there's been successful shutdowns of, um, you know, distribution plants and depots and stuff is, is because, um, the Harper government like centralized all of them. Like previously it would have been very hard to shut them down because they were so distributed, but now they're like all in like central locations, which makes it like super easy. Yeah. It's like you actually can paralyze like the entire mail system. If you just take like four places in the country, yeah like as you, opposed you created to like, bottlenecks yeah. yeah yeah no it's 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 great it's awesome i love when conservatives hoist <laughs> themselves by their own petards yeah. excellent work stephen harper yeah. yes thank uh, you thank re- you real welcome friend of the people to, welcome to the resistance stephen <laughs> harper um and there's been some really cool like creative actions like people have been um showing up at liberal mp uh christmas parties and stuff there was one in uh toronto or ottawa um actually a guy i kind of know on social media he and a couple other people showed up at bill marno's um christmas party and just like he he was so on point. He was like they had like uh, carols and stuff, but he was kind of like yelling about you know like how you know it's like illegal to you know, legislate back to work, blah blah blah. But then Bill Morneau came over and he, he's like, I'd I'd be happy to you know talk to you about this or whatever, trying to like diffuse it. Mm-hmm. And like Tim just like yells back about like how like the place to talk is at the bargaining table <laughs> or whatever, and it's just like and then oh, like the man. whole negotiate don't legislate kind of thing it was just like it was just yeah. it was flawless it was like so exciting to watch or whatever and just like a handful of people in christmas hats just like fucking up a, a you know hr exec turned finance minister uh christmas party it was really good excellent yeah nice um but yeah i mean for people who want to keep tabs on this there's uh Friends of Public Services is a really good account on um, Twitter, and uh, Cup W actually has, they put out some really great statements. Their communications team is, like, totally bang on, um, so definitely give them a follow, too. Uh, and solidarity with all the posties. Um, try mm-hmm. to link up with any actions that are happening in your city, because, like, I feel like the longer this can be dragged out and the more um, obstruction that can happen... Um, the better. So, okay, uh, we could briefly talk Alberta oil, uh, a subject I know and love. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been fall? I mean, it's kind of hard to fall because I feel like something new happens every day. But yeah, is this on your radars. It's. I mean, it's 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 something that like I'm not as uh, enmeshed in as I would like to be. But mm-hmm. I step. You know, like it's impossible to to not be at least a little bit aware of the fact that yeah. you know, like the Alberta price differential and yeah. the latest oil crash and they've cut production and they're going to use rails and everyone blames it on the pipelines, but that seems yeah. a little bit simplified. 
Yeah. Um, Something that's been kind of like uh, a little bit terrifying is that after the yellow vests in um, Paris and France like successfully uh, beat back, you know, the the fuel tax hike, and then yeah. also won a, a significant minimum wage hike. Uh, we, we've seen a couple of rallies in Canada where like far right people will show up, and then they will be wearing yellow vests, and it's yeah. all about like pipelines. But there's also like a confluence with. Um, Islamophobia, because the conservatives are yeah. on that whole thing with the UN something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they, like... I have been worried about the sort of direction of the conservative party in this country for a little while now. Yeah. And I guess, like, and there was always, there was some, like, it was a bit up in the air, like, what would happen after Maxime Bernier left? Because it sort mm-hmm. of seemed like he was going to attack hard for the sort of, like, let's call it brainworm vote. Yeah. Uh, but it also seems that like the conservatives are also just going to go in that direction as well. So now we've got all this basically fucking white nationalist faith, Goldie immigration scare shit that is now yeah. appearing like verbatim from like Michelle Rempel and fucking Andrew Scheer, like this UN migration compact shit, which is like, it's, it's crazy. Like a, you guys should really learn how to use Google. B, do you really think that, like, a UN, like, declaration has ever stopped anybody in this country from doing anything? Like, are you guys familiar with fucking, like, the UN declaration of, like, the rights of indigenous peoples? Like, that's also a thing that Canada's part of, but it doesn't really yeah. seem to fucking matter, right? So, like, yeah. it's And crazy. from what I understand, like, this isn't even binding. It's not like... No, of course it's not. It's, like yeah, like, yeah. it's... I mean, it's not... I mean, the United Nations aren't, like, the world police. There's nothing no. they can fucking do. Like, it doesn't... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, this is why, like, it's, this is why it's so, like, worrying and alarming. And then, like, when you when you combine this sort of, like, viscerally, like, aggressively, like, know-nothing approach to politics and media, and then mm-hmm. you sort of take, the, like, the, the direction that they've also been going with this, with the, the, the press subsidies or donation tax credits, yeah, basically, yeah. like, you know, this means, like, the press isn't free, and you can't trust them anymore, and it's just really, it's like, it's, it's really dark it's just it's really dark they're taking yeah. us down like they're taking us down the same dark road that everybody else has already been down it's just like we can mm-hmm. it's 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 a really surreal experience being like i we're, we've done this before and i can see yeah. exactly what we're doing now fuck yeah yeah and like yeah we, we saw happen with the you know the proposed nikah ban in 2015 or whatever yeah. but this just this just seems like 10 times worse yeah well um, it's it's just it's like it's like ratcheting up at the same time as like I don't know, whatever passed for a political consensus once upon a time is, like, disintegrating. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens in the next election, like, I still, like, I still would, I'm still not expecting a conservative government, but I'm expecting mm-hmm. it to be fucking horrible, scorched earth, and, like, God yeah. only knows what the political scene will look like when we're done. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about it before, but like, uh, you know, Trudeau capitulated straight up on this stuff when he appointed Bill Blair as the minister of border security um, yeah. or, you know, established the quota for deportations in this year or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just like it's laying the groundwork and it's like legitimating um, these quote unquote concerns from the far right. It's like exactly what not to be doing. Yeah. And it's and it's especially because like right now, like the the, re- the worst part of all this is like right now, like we're really not ex- Experiencing like a migrant surge or crisis mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they call it, right? Um, but uh, like a, f- a with, flood, just to be yeah, super like a racist. flood, yeah, yeah, like whatever, yeah. yeah, like so, so we're not actually experiencing that, but it is very likely slash probable slash definite that we probably will in the next ten to fifteen years or so, as you know, yeah, the large swaths of the planet become uninhabitable. So yeah, yeah oh, so yeah. like once that actually does start to happen, like this is already where we are with basically like a fake problem. So when the real problem appears, mm-hmm. like what is it? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's anyway. I don't like thinking about it too much. So that's why I'm running a Newfoundland publication now, so I can <laughs> yeah. just kind of like turn my head away from <laughs> all this shit. I feel like that's why it's happening now, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why it's like like even if they're not thinking about it explicitly. Mm-hmm. Even people on the right can tell that that's where things are going. Even like people who yeah. don't believe in climate change on some level know mm-hmm. what's right. happening and know what's to come. It's like the same, um, it's the exact same thing as like whenever someone on Twitter is like, I can't believe conservatives don't have a plan for climate change. And then someone posts a link to like, some shitty fascist thing or the border wall or something. And it's like, they do. And their plan is fascism. Like their plan is retrenching and holding 
trying to hold to what we, broadly speaking, in the global north have and trying to keep everyone else out, which obviously mm-hmm. is a doomed plan in addition yeah. to being horrifically anti-human um, yeah. and racist. But it's like, yeah, that's the, their plan. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so bizarre to see people who are clearly enacting that, like clearly laying the groundwork and preparing for what's to come without acknowledging that that's what they're doing, or even in a lot of cases, acknowledging that there's something to come. Whereas like (laughs) people on the left are like, okay, climate catastrophe is coming. We need to figure out a plan. And there's Mm -hmm. like lots of different plans. Some of them are bad and some of them are good, but like, that's what we're talking about and looking ahead. And then there's like all these people on the right who refuse to discuss that, but they're still making those plans. It's just coming out (laughs) in these like horrifying ways that it takes like, it takes a second to look at it and connect the dots, but then it's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's why this is happening. Like related to that is the, uh, you know, what's happening in Alberta and like, obviously, the Alberta NDP haven't had much um, sort of commentary on migration or whatever, but they have like absolutely laid the groundwork for um, Jason Kenney or the, uh, you know, and the UCP to basically continue what the NDP is doing on, on the oil and gas front. Like um, in the past week alone, um, we've seen the Alberta NDP, um, well, they they announced a production cut, which was kind of hilarious because that's the whole point of having sort of, public say over production which yeah. you know and we always ridicule OPEC but that's exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. and then um they announced that they're going to be buying up to 7000 rail cars to transport the oil and then they announced that uh they want to uh put an offer out for a uh, refinery which is a massively expensive project which would lock yep. in production for decades to come mm-hmm. and then just just today um it was reported that uh the alberta ndp will not actually um implement the regulations necessary for the oil sands emissions cap which is like a key part of their plan <laughs> um before the next election <laughs> so it's like everything that they promised about you know like this is what you'll get if you just approve this dang pipeline yeah you know, you'll get a nice carbon tax you'll get a nice oil sands emissions cap you'll get methane regulations all of it is gone. Like a hundred percent of it is either like deeply, deeply um, hollowed out or it's just like, it's not going to exist. Um, and so I don't, I don't know, like even if Notley does win, the chances of that being quite slim, but even if she and the NDP do, it's like the landscape of Alberta uh, when it comes to a remotely progressive, um, you know, energy and climate front, it's gone forever. Like we can never, well, maybe decades down the road when climate catastrophe hits, but like there's no opportunity to um, create like an off ramp in which people are going to have a just transition. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's really scary. Yeah. It's uh, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well. Yeah. Which is probably what you're seeing in Newfoundland too. Well, yeah. They're they're doubling down on. Well, yeah. I mean the the whole government's whole fucking plan to fix the economy is just, we're just going to double oil production by 2030, which is like, yeah. uh, uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What a horrible fucking idea. Um, Yeah. Like not, I mean like even, even, even leaving aside the fact that we, we can't pump any more oil or everyone, you know, like the planet will die. Um, Mm -hmm. even at the basic, like, 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 listen, like it takes, because offshore oil is so fucking complicated, it takes between 10 to 15 years between exploration and like first production. Mm -hmm. So like who the fuck is going to be building offshore oil rigs past 2035? Like it's, it's all, it gets the, the. It's the the more like I've been looking into like the just the the economics of like the the future energy markets mm-hmm. and shit like it's, it doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. like the the bottom is gonna fall out of all of this in within the next decade but I guess nobody wants to look at that when the oil industry writes the fucking legislation about how it's governed yeah um, yeah absolutely because yeah. um, and like honestly I do have more sympathy for the newfoundland government that i do have for alberta because like mm. honestly what else does newfoundland have like yeah well yeah the, i mean i guess like the, the the situation in this province is like we've i my general <laughs> sense is like we we're just like hitting a point where like we we need to like stop what we're doing and fucking think about it maybe and like take like because yeah. clearly clearly things are not working out like clearly the 
all these institutions that we genuinely need to govern ourselves and make things like not a stupid nightmare like it's all it's not working mm-hmm. so we need yeah like first and foremost we need to like step back and re- but yeah and i think this is i mean again that comes back to like the just transition will be essential because there's a ton of fucking work to do in oh, this huge, province yeah. to like get yeah, us to where we need to be right like there's no there's no shortage of like jobs to be done mm-hmm. it's just like a question of priorities and currently the priorities are entirely on the oil sector which yeah. like environmentally is bad and economically honestly since you know like the days of 122 our barrel oil are like not coming back mm-hmm. in any meaningful way then mm-hmm. it's just it's it's this is bad this is just a bad like this is us going <laughs> all like this is you know this is just like at the turn of the 20th century we went on on like pulp and paper or, right you know like it's just it's 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 bad it's like it's a 20th century industry we should fucking leave it there basically yeah. and get ready for like the future I don't know. Bitcoin, baby. Oh, well, I, yeah. Think of Bitcoin. <laughs> there's like a huge Bitcoin mining operation in Labrador, actually. Hell yeah, there is. Yeah. They, they're, they're coming for the hydro locations. Yeah. They, it's, yeah. It's good. Like, it's real good. Um, yeah, no, I, I got to get into that sector. I mean, I don't know what one does uh, in that quote unquote sector, but I want it. It seems cool. Seems, uh, it seems especially good because it's not like there was a huge uh, price crash or anything similar to what we experienced in oil and gas. Mm. Um, no. Yeah, good, stable. long-term, stable commodity. You just have to yeah. buy, like, 50 computers yeah. and a bunch of fans to keep them from, like, overheating, overheating. and exploding <laughs> yeah. your And light, lighting your house on fire. Um, I, did a, I did a piece on uh, Bitcoin electricity consumption a while ago, and, like, one thing I found during that was, like, uh, Bitcoin experts I talked to were like, yeah, like, originally when this thing kind of first came out, you could just, like, run a computer in your house, and that was kind of like a low-key mining operation. You just have it running 24-7. And, yeah. But as the algorithms get more and more complicated, um, yeah. which is, like, embedded in its very nature, it requires, like, more and more processing power, which means more and more electricity yeah. and um, heat and everything. And so it, it's like I, could, I can't come up with like a more perfect metaphor for capitalism and like the internal contradictions. It's like it's like someone is writing a very sick story and this is kind of like the, the final – it's the big final boss. Um, <laughs> and it's going to like throw us off the, the cliff or whatever. So I know it's been around for – a couple of years, at least a full year now of being a serious thing that you can't avoid paying attention to, but I still it still just blows my mind that we're at a place where fake internet money is gonna <laughs> yeah. destroy the planet through energy. Like, it, it's just the fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, in a lot in a lot of cases, it's it's not hydro. Like, they'll be, they'll be combusting natural gas, yeah. or even worse, like, coal to generate this shit. It's like, holy fuck. Like, you're literally accelerating the end of the world for this yeah. imaginary it's money that's used for like child, black market transactions. Child porn yeah, and child drugs. porn and weapons. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, yeah, so if anyone wants to donate to our Patreon uh using Bitcoin, hit us up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um cool. Well I'm gonna wrap up just with a couple of like good news stories. Absolutely. We like to do that. There's been in addition to the Cup W stuff, there has been um occupations of MP offices across uh, the country by Canadian youth calling for climate action, um, including Edmonton, which is really cool. And I saw, I think, uh, a friend of the show, I don't even know if she listens to the show, but <laughs> Emma Jackson from Climate Justice Edmonton oh, cool. uh, was, was part of the action there. And they, uh, they sat in the natural resource minister's office um, and refused to leave until they got a face-to-face meeting, which they did. Amazing. Um, which is really like the same day, which is really cool. So, good work. Um, we should find Alberta. Out, we should find out if that gently squirted on couch is still for sale and buy it for her. <laughs> Holy as a thank you shit! Yes. <laughs> as like a thank you, we'll use our Patreon money for that. Yeah. Um, thank you for no, saving I... the climate. Here's a gently squirted gently, on couch. Gently from squirted the on Edmonton couch. City Center Airport. <laughs> for some reason, at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Like... It, it really is. Um, uh, speaking of Alberta, they uh, are moving to ban mandatory high heels at work, which is excellent. Oh my god, uh, it's so it long overdue. Should have been illegal forever, but that shit is 
awful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, anyone who knows uh, a server um, who presents as a woman or has seen any of the pictures, it, like, it cripples your feet. Like, yeah. and, yeah, I, so. I, and, like, serving is such, like, people don't realize, that, you know, my wife was a server for so long. People don't realize, yeah. that, like, how hard on the body serving is day in, oh, day out, all the time. So, like, if you, and that's, and that's, like, and, and that's, like, if you have comfortable footwear and clothing, like, mm-hmm. places with the sort of, like, mandatory, you know, tiny skirt, high heel dress code. Like, my God, like, yeah it's 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 fucking inhumane honestly it is it really is yeah um Tanara, did you ever work service or no yeah yeah i did oh you did nice and so, i worked at a bar for a while when i was 18 where um i'm trying to remember because i started out in the coat check and i don't think we really had to wear heels there but then i got promoted mm. to being a shooter girl and oh my gosh uh i don't <laughs> good I don't promotion think heels were like I don't even remember if they were explicitly mandatory, but, like, they were in the sense yeah. that, like, they didn't even have to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It just, yeah. it was so obviously mandatory that they never even really had to say it. But, yeah, yeah so I walked around wearing um, heels, and I think I had, like, short shorts, because I didn't really oh want to wear a short skirt, so I had just, yeah. like, short shorts, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it would be nice to have that band. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's one band in this world that we that we support. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like not yeah. a good fit for that job, as most people who know me could probably guess. Like, <laughs> um, like at one point, this guy asked to do what we in the business call a hooter shooter, and okay, <laughs> and I was like, well. No, I'm not going to be doing that. But then uh, I think I jokingly said that he, he could do one if I could do a hooter shooter from him. Oh, no, oh sorry. I, I, did, I don't think I said that. I think I just said, no, no, you can't do that. But I'll do a hooter shooter from you. <laughs> so he bought me a shot of, like, I don't know, Sambuca or, like blue caraco and orange juice or some shit like just something <laughs> disgusting that Fuck. nobody should ever drink and like yeah. should not even be legal to sell to human beings for consumption and right. like pinched his pecs together and then oh my <laughs> God. i was like this is not the job for me <laughs> <laughs> jesus um and like you did that while on the floor like yeah the... yeah no drinking cool. was like um again i don't think it was explicitly said that it was okay but it was very clearly tolerated verging on encouraged because mm. mm-hmm. then we would be more gregarious mm. cool and outgoing cool. and it was mm-hmm. definitely Love helpful it. for me because if i was not doing a little bit of drinking when i was doing that job it would have been like I just, I just don't have the like um, flirtatious feminine social <laughs> skills for that kind of job. Like the first night that I was working at that job, I was walking around asking people if they needed shots, not like engaging in conversation <laughs> and flirting, which is, I guess, what you're supposed to do. I was just like, "Hey, you guys need any shooters?" And then they'd say no because it was like 8 p.m. And then I would just go like, okay, and give them a thumbs up and walk away. And I was oh like, my God. why is, why so is this what is happening in my life right now? It's, uh, it's bad. It's degrading. It's unbelievably sexist. Um, so good on the Alberta government for taking the first step in dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, there's also a cool thing that's happening. If you check out Rank and File Radio Prairie Edition, uh, the most recent uh, episode is on... Um, a guy who goes by the Burley Chef, um, and his organization is called Alberta Vanguard um, Association. Wow. Which uh, I think is very unintentionally communist, uh, <laughs> but it's it's good. Uh, but it's all about um, organizing restaurant workers in Alberta, oh, uh, cool. which is which is really sweet. That so is cool. Check that out. Um, other good news, George Bush is dead. R.I.P. Uh, Milo, uh, Milo uh, Yabadulopoulos is yes. uh, bankrupt. Um, yeah. There's obviously the great news out of France in which they, um, as mentioned, got the minimum wage hike. And I just saw that 
uh, Spain has announced a 22% increase in their minimum wage, which I think oh, is shit. just kind of like, I yeah, think it's just wild. like uh, kind of preemptive. They're like, oh, shit, we uh, don't want uh, that to happen here. So, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Uh, direct action gets the goods. Uh, Apparently. Specifically, specifically rioting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, in, in insurrections, I believe. Yeah. It's a successful riot is an insurrection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a really good thread yesterday by the guy who wrote the book uh, Riot Strike Riot or something like that for Verso. But uh, his his thread was about um, how – let's not call this like a protest. Like what they did wasn't protesting because that's like such like NGO language. Like they, they mm-hmm. fucking rioted and they won. Yeah. Um, they yeah. clashed with the cops. They broke shit and that's how they got this. So um, – Pretty inspiring. I saw uh, yesterday Rob Emanuel, who's the mayor of Chicago, very loathed by basically everyone, um, called on the state to uh, increase their fuel taxes. Like just yesterday, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> what? Like, read the room. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Chicago is going to riot, but nevertheless. Um, yeah, so that's my good news. Did either of you want to? cap uh the episode with any good news on your end is there any good news i think that's all the good news i'm just still very happy that george hw bush is dead yeah it's extremely good the news coverage uh following it obviously really bad well i mean um, the thing is my, my impression of the whole george hw bush funeral spectacle whatever the last couple weeks has been is that like they weren't really mourning for that guy in particular because i on i still i mean even among right i mean nobody liked george hw bush let's fucking face it like nobody liked that guy as president he's a one-termer nobody liked that guy yeah but so i think it was mostly like they weren't nobody was actually celebrating or mourning him they were celebrating slash mourning this fictitious pre- Trumpian consensus Absolutely. politics of yeah. decorum. I mean, the, the the Ross do that column was the most like that was the one that sort of, like he yes. said the quiet part loud basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we just we miss being dominated miss by an elite. Yeah, like we miss <laughs> yeah. the wasp elite. We miss the good old days of like just the white man's burden. Um, just uh, straight Hobbs bring back the sovereign baby. Yeah, you know, basically, which like to. I can ex- I can respect that. It's just <laughs> yeah. a basic, you know what? Like, fair enough. I disagree violently, but I get it and I understand. At, at it. least, at least he's being explicit and honest about his wants, as opposed <clears throat> to all these other people who are just hinting at it. Yeah. So, well, so I mean, if, yeah. So I think that's like that's why he got the fucking full state funeral carriage ride through Texas is because we were yeah. all like we're. I mean, everyone's just mourning America because we know it's fucking over. Yeah. Um, the empire is dead. Yeah. Now is uh, now is the the fun part where we untangle the mess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tanner, did you want to say something about George Homework Bush? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it's like people are mourning the death of like consensus politics, but they're using the guy who got elected on the Willie Horton ad to do it. Yeah, it's just like really, like the guy who everybody knows got elected on the back of this extremely racist ad, and then also. <laughs> he pardoned, like, everybody involved in the Iran-Contra affair. So it's like, yeah. even... And like, perpetrated some of the worst war crimes, like, in history. Yeah. yeah. And and groped a bunch of women, too, like, recently. Like, within the last, like, year or two, there have been, like, I think eight allegations against him. Like, this is all recent memory. Yeah. I mean, it all is. Like, he was president, um, like, when I was born. Like Right. I'm not old, obviously, so it's like right. all recent memory. Like, he was president in the early 90s. Um, yeah. yeah. But just like, yeah, like, all the things that people say that they hate, like, centrists mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. that they hate about Trump, like, his divisiveness and his cronyism. It's like, this guy was doing all of that shit because all the Republicans have been doing all of that shit the whole time. There's no, mm-hmm. like old school party conservative republican like, that you can look back to that wasn't like that because that's what they are yeah like yeah. you basically like you have to go back to like the radical like abolitionists in the republican party in like the 1860s yeah. before you get but, i mean to fuck the, that's like that's like yeah. the Souza's whole thing is it's like oh like the democrats were actually the slave holders and the yeah. republicans were like the, the good yeah. guys or whatever please, please like, ignore the like 150 like intervening years of american history. Yeah. um it's good it's so good yeah. 
Um, but no, uh, it's super great that he's dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, a unique Canadian podcast presents Tim Hortons presents news you can use. Officially says, uh, rest in piss, George H. W. Bush. Rest in pieces, uh, bitch. Yeah, retire, retire, bitch. Retire, bitch. I wanted to tweet that at Emmanuel Macron yesterday, but I, <laughs> I chickened out. Yeah, fair. Cool. Well, thanks, uh, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Drew, for coming on. And Anytime. congrats again for that extremely cool gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will uh, be tweeting out lots of articles that you and your uh, cohort write. So Sweet. Uh, people who don't like that, unfollow us. Tanera, what's our Twitter so that people can unfollow us? Uh, okay, well, I'm only going to tell people our Twitter so that they can follow us, not okay. follow us. <laughs> okay. If you plan to unfollow us, do not listen to this. Only listen yeah. if you want to follow us and engage with our great content on Twitter.com. If you want to unfollow us, uh, our Twitter handle is at Alberta Advantage. <laughs> I think it's Berta Advantage. Fuck. Okay, anyways, what's ours? Ours is News You Can Use, and it's spelled N-E-W-S, letter U, C-A-N-Y-O-U-S-E. Nice. Yay. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us money on Patreon, patreon.com slash news you can use, uh, an extremely uh, generous comrade uh, is donating $10 per month. Uh, I won't say their name on the show in case uh it would compromise uh their livelihood so i will check in and then report back on that but uh thank you very much for that thank you very and, much and and as mentioned last time i have made zero progress on this because i had my ass kicked in the last two weeks of school but we do want to um start paying our guests um that's something that we want to make a part of well, the donations have... that you give yeah. us so yeah. what was that nothing and thank you so much to Andre Goulet for producing the show. His show, Unpacking the News, can be found on Ricochet uh, bi-weekly. And Jason Vezina makes our excellent theme song. And his SoundCloud is in the notes, too. Um, yeah, so any anything you want us to talk about, guests you want us to interview, get at us on Twitter, and we'll make it happen. So, yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.